couple of goats making big moves and finding hidden gems in these high stakes FFPC dynasty rookie drafts. Guys, let's get to it. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now, all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I'll always be traded. Traded. And I'll always be traded. Traded. And I'll always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Bait them. Fish. What is up, Dynasty Land? Welcome back to the Owner's Lounge. I'm at JD Go District, and I got my partner here in crime at Overhype Sleeper. Dan, how you doing? We got a big one today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, rookie drafts are finally finished, and uh, you know it's it, it's so fun while it's going on. But also, uh, if you if you have too many weeks, a little bit nice to get it in the rearview mirror too, because it's it, it it's sometimes a little bit of a hectic scramble, but uh, it's a fun scramble for sure. It is. It is. We're fresh off of a, a huge show last night on the Player Profiler Network with uh, Austin Martin, a huge high stakes player, one of the elite on the FFPC and, and other formats or other platforms. But he even talked about 44 rookie drafts. I can't even imagine managing that. Today, we're, I mean, Dan, we've got three FFPC high stakes dynasty teams that we co own. We've got a, uh, another one on, on the MFL uh, platform. T- today, we're looking at the ugly. The ugly child, the ugly duckling. Well, last year, five and nine finished, not our best, wasn't our best team. team. This is a super flex, tight end premium league. You've got, got guys like Pat Crane in here. You've got um, uh, who's uh, Curtis and Sean from the Rotoviz. So, you know, like some serious, serious players. You've got the, the Dynasty Trades HQ guys in here, our buddy Andrew's in here. So, a lot of big time players that are smashing high stakes all over the place. So, it's definitely a tough league, Dan. Yes. Yeah. No doubt about it. We came into this draft. The, the reason we're going to start with this one, as opposed to our 500s, is this was by far our most active draft. We made moves. We had more picks. We didn't have a lot of picks in the other one because we just rocked those leagues. Man, that's just what we do. So, <laughs> so we're going to look today the moves we made, what the roster was before we went into the draft, what we were, you know, trying to do, and what we ended up with. I mean. You know, we talk about hidden gems. Uh, you look at the thumbnail. There's a guy that you and I smash anytime we could in these rookie drafts. So we'll talk about that later. So guys, stick around for that. But let's get this started, Dan. Maybe, you know, walk us in. Walk us into this draft. Where were we with picks? What, you know, what was our kind of main objective coming into this draft? Yeah, so um, our our finish last year, basically the story of that was uh, this is a team that has Lamar Jackson. He got hurt. Um, 
which definitely killed our chances last year. And we've been a running back poor team almost from the get-go. It's like whatever we do at running back just does not seem to work out. Uh, you know, And every now and then you just have teams like that where you make moves and, hey, this might work out, and it just never does. So uh, we've been running back poor almost since the jump on this team, you know, three, four years ago. And we had some decent wide receivers, one, one, one very good one, and then, you know, some decent ones to go with them, a uh, decent set of tight ends. But we were just short on star power and short on running back. So we went into the draft saying, hey, we got to fix this. Uh, through our maneuvering last year, uh, we didn't get any additional first-round picks, but we were able to get uh, two, I believe, two other second-round picks plus a couple of the third-round picks. So we were well-stocked in those second and third rounds. This is a super flex, so second and third rounds definitely help you out a little bit more than they do in the standard draft. So our idea was basically we want to go in, we want to find a way to increase our firepower and definitely come out with some running backs that we feel better about. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what those second and those third round picks do, especially in, like you said, tight end premium super flex. They have, hold more weight. They're, they're better trade chips, right? So, and that's what we did. We leveraged these picks. We made moves and we came out with some, some pretty nice rookie running backs. Running back was definitely our main objective. Like you said, why don't we pull up the um, draft board? Let's get this the visual going. So guys that are, that are listening in podcast uh, format, we are on the YouTube channel so you can watch the visuals or you can download us on spotify and watch us on there as well and dan's got the draft board up right now so yep. maybe maybe start with the picks like which picks are we looking at starting the first round here okay so we had the 106 here uh that was our only first round pick and then we had um i believe the the 206 the 204, the 206, and the 208 uh, for second round picks. And as you can see on this board, uh, we traded away the 106, and we traded away all of our second round picks, and we got uh, we got the 110, 111, 112, and we also got a very good player out of it. Um, our first trade was we traded the 106 straight up for Tyreek Hill. Uh, I got to I got to drop the air horn for that one then. I mean, I'm hearing, you know, whispers, some people talking, "Oh, you know, why is Hill so high? He's got the, you know, he's got the same quarterback we dealt with issues last year. Tyreek Hill is a game winner, league winner, week winner, doesn't matter. If he's on your team any week in your lineup, you have a chance to win just with him then. Some in some weeks, some instances. Yeah, the, the the entire offense runs through him, and even when uh, you know when Tua was out, uh, Tyreek was still doing pretty good. So uh, you know he 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 didn't have quite as many giant smashes, but he was still a strong uh, quarterback. And that's probably just maybe the touchdowns. Uh, from what I remember, right. anyways, I think was the only thing that was lacking. The volume was there, and. and Yes. Maybe maybe didn't increase enough to make up the gap, but it, it still made up some of that gap. So like you said, the floor is pretty solid with a guy like Hill. And I'm sorry, but the 106 in this draft for us to get last last night, we were talking what then he's going 105, 106 in these redrafts right now. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, it, it hurts to give up on uh, Jackson Smith Nigba, which we knew we were doing. But, you know, that's. 
that's the price you pay if you want to uh, turn it into an instant competitor. We could have said, you know what, let's let this rebuild take another year. We'll get uh, JSN. Um, we'll try to get some running backs in the second round. And we'll just, you know, kind of work with what we've got. But I don't think we would have been real competitive this coming year um, unless JSN just absolutely takes off like a rocket this year. Um, I expect that to happen more next year. So Tyreek was definitely a player for this year. And once we made that play, we knew we were kind of all in on this year. And so that kind of informed the, the moves we made the rest of the way. Yeah, that's one thing I really worked on this offseason, Dan, is any teams that didn't compete for me last year is I just went in there. And that's why when people talk about rebuilds that take two, three years, I just I don't get it, especially FFPC. You're paying all this money every year to, to enter these leagues. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, this is fun. Uh, but we want to make some cash, Dan. You know what I mean? You want to you want to live for the next season. You want your bankroll to either stay the same or increase, prefer, you know, preferably increase. But you still want that bankroll, it, you know, similar to that poker mentality. You want to build that bankroll year to year. So if you're just rebuilding and rebuilding and paying 500 to 50 here, here and there, I mean, it, it gets to a point where you, you got to make moves. And I, I think that if you make the right moves, you can turn a team around in one offseason very easily. And, I mean, that's what we're hoping to do with this one. So let's keep going. We rocked the Tyreek Hill. I mean, that's a huge bump right there on, on this roster um, where we do have that flex spot. With the, Obviously, the super flex takes away one of them, but you still put Tyreek Hill uh, in the lineup, and now you've got you know a guy like Traylon Burks who we have, we have right now in our flex, which is nice. So let's keep going. We, we traded the 106. How did we end up in the back end of that first there? Okay, so then um, to get into the back end of the first, we had we traded for the 110 and 111, and to get that, we moved our 24 first, um, 206, and 706. There you go, Dan. I got it on the screen here. Okay. Yep, so there it is, uh, the, the trade, uh, the second trade the from second the top. One. Yep. yep. Because uh, he's going in reverse con chronological order. So the 206, the 706, and our 24 first, we got the 110, the 111, and a 412. Uh, you know, which is a really nice return. It put us in a position basically to be able to catch some running backs that were going to be gone by the time we got to our pick in the second uh, round. You know, that's one thing we quickly, quickly realized is the good running backs were going to be gone before our picks came up. So we were going to have to move if we wanted to get any good ones this year. And if you look to him, I mean, we we had the three targets in mind. We yes. were we were like two fighter jets on a mission. You know what I mean? We knew we knew where we were heading. We knew what we wanted to hit, and we hit all three perfectly. I mean, right. you know, you you love a chain. We both, I think, like Charbonnet, especially his price. And I love me some Kendra. I mean, yes. we all like all three, but, you know, the, the two of us combined just makes having this trio out of this draft. I mean, you talk about boosting your running back, even if one of these guys smashed in, that's mission accomplished. Right, exactly. And, and basically, when we made this trade, uh, the, the 109 had already picked. So we knew all three running backs we liked, Miller, A-Chain, and Charbonnet, were all on the board. Uh, so we decided, you know what, let's get greedy. Yep. Let's, let's not just be happy with two out of the three. Let's get greedy. Let's get all three. Uh, so before we made our pick, we, we first made the trade that got us the um, the uh, two ten or the one ten and the one eleven, 
And then before we made those picks, we worked with the owner of the 112, that was uh, Curtis and Sean from uh, Rotoviz, and we worked with them to see if we could pick up that 112 before we made our picks. Um, And we were able to work a deal with them. We traded uh, our 204 and our 208, and we moved up to 112, and then also got the 402 as well. Oh, yeah! Yeah, absolutely. This 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 deal, uh, it, we probably lost a little bit of the value we picked up from the last deal. You know, looking at it just from a you know like a, a trade calculator or whatever, but it put us in a position to do exactly what we wanted to do, and that's that's worth giving up a little bit in the trade if you need to from time to time to be able to make the moves that help your team the most. You know, don't be afraid to lose a trade on the calculator if it does what you need it to do. You got to be aggressive. Especially in these draft rooms in these FFPC leagues, you got to be aggressive. If you really want to build a contender, you got to be aggressive. Whether that's in the startup draft, whether that's you know during the season with trades, or if you can make moves in the rookie draft. And yeah, you know what, Dan, you know maybe in the we don't win the the trade calculators in this in this specific situation, but end of the day, if we win, you know if we win some money next year. It was all worth it. We're not looking to, to win trades. We're looking to win leagues, uh, and and I think that's what a lot of these moves have done. So let's we picked up uh, Miller, A Chain, and Charbonnet, and then we go on to the second round. Yeah. So in the second round, now we've we've traded away all of our picks, um, which is fine because we've come out of the first round with Tyreek Hill, Kendra Miller, A Chain, and Charbonnet. Uh, which is a really great haul considering we're coming in with uh, three second-round picks and one first-round pick. We did use our our first-round pick from next year to do it, but I don't mind doing that because, I mean, there's plenty of time to go pick up that pick again if we need to. Um, You know, know, just because you trade away that 24 first doesn't mean that you're you're completely shut out of the first round. You can can go get that pick if uh, things don't break your way during the season we have uh, that's we that's a sell. that's a pretty big point there dan i think people don't um see it that way they think once they trade that 24 first it's gone yeah maybe it's hard to get mm-hmm. but you, you always got to think the dynamic of the league changes so if there's a contender halfway in the season who's in the top three and he's lacking um you know whatever it is a running back or maybe one of these guys pop but our team doesn't do well we can easily get back that 24 first from that from that owner um, and then, you know, let him kind of win it this year and then get ourselves back in that first round going into next year. So there's many ways, many, there's a lot of time before next year's draft. You got it almost a year now. Um, so, so don't worry too much. If you, if you're looking to make aggressive moves, I know everybody's saying collect those 24 first and we're not saying just give them away, but if it's going to change the direction of your team in, in one of these leagues, it's definitely worth it. Cause you can always get it back. Yeah, just make sure you're not spending uh, 24 firsts for, you know, like older players and things like that, yes. where you'll you'll have a lot harder time uh, recovering the value. 100%. And be very self-aware of your roster as well. Right. Exactly. So then, uh, then we came into the third round, and we had the 307. Yeah. Samaji Pirine. Um, not a guy you hear a lot. Right now, there's not too much chatter about P. Ryan, but we like him going to Denver. Javante Williams, I know uh, Sean Payton was on um, press conference saying that they expect him back week one. But A, even if they do, he's coming off of injury. They're not just throw him in there and give him 30 touches a game. 
they brought P Ryan in. P Ryan looked good in Cincinnati. I mean, they had Mixon there, but when he had the opportunities, we saw it in the playoffs. Goal line, uh, he, he does it all, man. So, I mean, look, we're in the third round of a rookie draft, and I, I like the pickup here. Again, we talked about the weakness at our running back, just strengthening depth at a position we're weak at. With a guy who you you know, this guy might be able to give us some some RB one weeks, uh, especially early in the season. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, and and the thing is, this being the straight super flex rather than the Rotoviz triflex, uh, it really puts a little bit more pressure on your running backs, a little bit less pressure on your wide receivers, because that one of those flexes is usually going to be a quarterback. Uh, you know, you don't have room. You can't jam in, you know, four elite wide receivers or four elite running backs. You can only jam in, you know, a max of three of each. So you're really only, you know, you just need your two running backs, your two wide receivers, your one tight end, and then you've only got one flex left after that super flex. So it, it basically tries to force you to uh, get better players. Like star power is more important in this kind of league than it is in the standard FFPC or even in the triflex where you're starting a whole lot of wide receivers. Uh, you know, so, and, and I know Samaj P. Ryan, you know, you're going, well, that's not star power. But the thing is with running backs, uh, the star power is less important. You're, what you're looking for is running backs that are going to be handling a huge workload on any week. And if you've got a big stable of running backs, the odds are you're going to be able to find one of those guys in whatever week you need to, to have that big workload. Dan, I got a little clip just to walk us into the fourth round here. Do you want to play rough? Okay. Oh, no. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> That, that's how I feel every time we pick up Sean Tucker in the in the fourth round of one of these rookie drafts. Third round. Last night I grabbed him in the third round. I didn't care. I got Rashad White on that roster. I've got so much Sean Tucker, man. And, and we've done this before, Dan, and we've hit nicely. Uh, Tampa Bay, for some reason, they, they loved those unrestricted uh, running backs. Talk about that pick. Why do we like him? Why is Sean Tucker superstar on our thumbnail? Yeah, so Sean Tucker basically um... – you know, I, I think most people expected him to go in the third round, you know, potentially in the second, maybe in the fourth. But, you know, most likely seemed like a third round pick until uh, he got to the combine and he got flagged for medical reasons. And he was not able to participate in the combine. He ended up having his own pro day like a couple days before the draft. Uh, teams were concerned about his medicals. But, I mean, you know, as far as what he did uh, up at Syracuse where he played his college ball, he was a fantastic uh, runner and receiver. You know, he's got the full package. Uh, and and he's going into a situation where we have Rashad White, who has proven himself as a receiver, but really hasn't proven himself as a between-the-tackles runner. So, uh, And then the other two running backs of, of note there are, um, they have Chase Edmonds, who has done nothing but uh, fail since since he left, uh, you know, the Arizona Um you know, he had, a, he had a couple good games in Arizona, but every time he's been exposed to the, the spotlight, he's failed. Um, and then there's also uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, who has never done anything. So Sean Tucker's walking right into the situation with a not established lead back and then uh, very sketchy competition as well. So, you know, this is, this is a guy that we like a lot. He was undrafted, though. So, you know, big deal. We're in the fourth round of the draft. This is where you take chances on guys like that. 
And especially at this position, we all know it's all about opportunity. We talked about Rashad White not having much behind him. You're looking at a guy's 5'9", 207, 95th percentile college target share. Comparable to Marlon Mack, we saw Marlon Mack have some, you know, a couple, couple good years there in, in Indy. Uh, 4.44, 90th percentile speed, so you sh- shifty guy. Um, and got, got some strength, too, if you look at his, uh, his bench press there. And again, the production over over a thousand yards in two seasons. He, he's showing that he can handle a workload with over 200 touches uh, or two, 200 rush attempts. And then you've got the receiving. And like I like to say, Dan, the the evolution of the receiving game is something I like to see, especially with these running backs. So um, a lot to offer for a guy at that price. That's why we really like getting him. Um, and we again with our you know us wanting to strengthen and and add depth to that position. Sean Tucker is a really nice piece that you can get in your rookie drafts if you haven't done him yet. Uh, he's falling like he's you can get him most likely in the fourth round, but if you really want him, end of the third round is probably uh, where you're gonna because I think that name Dan as we go, more people are gonna learn about him and and you're gonna see him go up a little bit in these in these drafts. Yeah, without a doubt, he was he was pretty consistently in the fourth round over the past couple of weeks. But you're right, he definitely may move. Um, you know, had uh, Chase Brown or Zach Evans fallen, uh, we might have been tempted to go with them, uh, and and we were kind of hoping one of them might fall, but didn't happen, which is fine. I mean, you know, when we took P Ryan, we kind of knew we were taking that chance, but getting that established back who was going to have a workload early in the season, while Kendra Miller, Defon A Chain, and uh, Zach Charbonnet you know, kind of get their feet under them. You know, that's that, that's what the P. Ryan pick was for. Uh, so we get, we got ourselves set up there. And then uh, after Sean Tucker, um, our next pick was at the end of the round. Uh, once again, we went back to, you know, an established veteran, Odell Beckham. Uh, we decided that Beckham was probably our best pick because, again, you know, this, this is a league that rewards star power. Uh, or a format that rewards star power over, you know, just collecting bodies or whatever. And, you know, Odo Beckham, is he going to be a star? I don't know, maybe a 10% chance, but at the 412, um, he's got a better chance than almost anybody else we could have taken there. Well, especially with Lamar at quarterback, right? To, to me, that's the, that's the big game changer there. I mean, yes, if I'm in a rookie draft and I see Odell sitting there, he's he's definitely a nice value. But when you consider the fact that we have Lamar in a super flex, that's a no-brainer. If he pops in, that's wow. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. I know people are still living, and I, th- I think somebody said the other day it was like what 2015 or something is his big catch. You know that or something? Right. Yeah. Even <laughs> bit further, I, I don't know, but I just couldn't believe that it, it had been that long. We still have this image in our head. New new spot. You know they they paid him. You know paid him more than anyone else wanted to pay him. And Lamar wants weapons. They seem to have some kind of connection. So you you hope that that blooms. And again, guys, we're talking end of the fourth round. We're looking for value, and like Dan said, at the receiver position, star power, not so much with the depth. Right, exactly. And that brought us into the fifth round where we had our last two picks. Um, we had traded out of the sixth and seventh round completely. Um, so in the fifth round, we took uh, Tyler Conklin at the 506 and then the uh, Patriots defense at the 508. Um, Conklin was just kind of, you know, we have a – we have a – a solid tight end core, but it's not deep. Um, it, you know, we, we don't really have the star power that we want, but we also know that Aaron Rodgers can throw to the tight end a lot. And so, you know, Tyler Conklin, if he ends up having, um, you know, a, a really good season, uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Tyler Conklin, 
you know, we're, we're, we're kind of playing off of Rodgers there. And then we had a terrible defense. Um, we, we were playing, uh, you know, kind of the pick a defense every week, uh, you know, switching out our defense. And we had ended up with Arizona as our defense, which we knew we didn't want going into this year. New England was available, so at the 508, we just took them and uh, got got ourselves a good defense as well. Because, you know, those, those defensive points, New England is almost always a top 10 defense, usually a top five defense in the scoring format. So, you know, if you can get yourself even a small advantage at defense, it, it definitely helps out. And, and those veteran moves say that we're in a position where we're going to try to push for this year. And it gives us a lot of options to sort out. Um, why don't we move into our, you know, what our, our lineup looks like in our uh, bench as well. So this is our, our starting lineup right now. Um, and, you know, if the, if the season started today, this might be how we do it. Um, actually, I think we'd probably put in... Dan and I are like we're we're the guys that as soon as we draft a guy we go set up our lineup you know the starting lineup right so Lamar Jackson quarterback it's a great way to start Um, and then putting in P Ryan because we think uh, it's very likely that he's going to be the main Denver running back for the first few weeks and then uh, Pacheco who we had already on this team Uh, you know so that gives us at least a couple solid running backs. Then we have our wide receivers. Now we got two real stars. We've got Tyreek Hill and AJ Brown, and so that's that's huge for a wide receiver. Um, we have Devin Ingram at tight end, who was big last year. Um, I don't know if he can, you know, it's a little going to be a little bit tougher for him this year with uh, Calvin Ridley on the squad. Uh, but you know, Ingram is probably our best bet to start right now at tight end. Kirk Cousins for a quarterback, too. That's rock solid. Traylon Burks, uh, it's definitely a player with star potential. Um, he hasn't quite reached it yet, but he was showing signs last year. Uh, he should have a huge workload for sure in Tennessee. So, you know, we, we like our chances there. Then we have Greg Zerline at kicker, who, you know, high-powered offense. So, you know, again, we, we feel real good about that. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, yep. Yep. And then... Uh, the Patriots defense uh, for our defense. And then if you look at our, our reserves, uh, the one place we are weak at is we don't really have a good third quarterback. Uh, you know, so we may end up when we, when we have to, when our quarterbacks are on by, uh, we may play a position player in the super flex spot. And it's nice to have the advantage to do that. So we don't really need to worry that much about having a third quarterback. Um, you know, if we get a chance to pick one up along the way, we'll definitely do it. But for now, we're fine. And then our our uh, running backs that we've got. So we've got Rashad Penny, uh, who's been super productive anytime he's in the lineup. Cordero Patterson, who's going to be hitting the pavement as soon as uh, we make cutdowns. And then we've got A Chain, Charbonnet, and Miller, all the guy, all three of the guys that we drafted, uh, sitting on our bench right now. And you know, the nice thing about drafting all three of those guys is if only one of them or two of them hit, we gave our, you know, we made sure that we were going to have that guy on our roster instead of, you know, what we've done before where it's like we have a 50-50 chance and we pick the wrong one. So, yeah, uh, you know, having and, all three and, of those guys feels good. And the other thing, Dan, I mean, we're in mid, middle of May right now, right? right. So the, the whole, I mean, with the depth that we added and, and because we added like three significant first round rookie running backs not just like a you know some depth guys later on 
we have pieces we can still make moves with. You know, right. we, if we want to get that third quarterback or if we want to upgrade, um, let's say, at the running back, because let's face it, FFPC depth on the bench is like you said, you want star power, you want to be uh, top heavy. So to me, we have nice depth depth pieces, especially the younger guys like this offseason. We're going to hear these guys, you know, pop. There's going to be some guy doing squats with like five million pounds or, you know, one <laughs> of these guys, Sharps or, or whoever, you know, a chain running like beside Flash or something in, in a clip. And, and you know, their, their, their values will skyrocket and, and, you know, maybe we keep it and, and enjoy it or maybe we take advantage and we, we make a move at another position or we upgrade in, in what we see as, as an upgrade. But season's not over this is this is where we're at after the draft i mean i'm pretty happy with it dan i feel like we really put this team in a position to be a contender um and that's a good feeling when you you know when like we said this is the only team we had that wasn't competing or didn't finish top two or three um mm -hmm. this year that you and i share so nice to to get some muscle behind it i'm glad we made the moves we did especially um love being aggressive in these drafts like we said you kind of have to when you're um you know, when you want to turn a team around and you can't just sit on the sidelines and think, oh, pick, make my picks in the rookie draft. And, you know, I'm going to be better next year, uh, you know, off waivers or whatever. You got to be aggressive. That's what we did in this league. Hopefully it works out for us. Um, but it also made the draft fun right then, like making those trades, you and I talking, you know, going back and forth with uh, uh, Curtis and, and Sean and, and, you know, making those moves that that makes the draft fun. So hopefully you guys are out there making moves in your drafts, being aggressive, realizing, looking at your team, analyzing it, seeing where your weaknesses are and, uh, you know, adding the right pieces. And, and again, add pieces that are liquid. Liquidity is huge in, in Dynasty. So make sure that, you know, if you're not planning on keeping a guy, he's at least liquid. Right, Dan? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's the main thing. Go into your rookie draft with a plan. You know, now now that ADP is kind of setting up where, uh, you know, it's not going to be exactly the same in every league, but you kind of have an idea of of who's likely to go where, you know. So be ready to make the moves you need to make to get yourself in the position to get the players you, you need or want the most for your team. Yeah, and if you guys aren't on the FFPC yet playing, you're, you're following our channel, you like the, the advice we're giving you, maybe we're helping you in your, your home leagues and, you know, which again, look, it's all relevant, right? You learn about fantasy, you learn about fantasy. We like to bring the, the big the big dogs, the, the 500K winners like we had last night with Austin Martin. Um, but if you want to test out the FFPC, guys, don't be shy. Like it's myffpc.com. You can start at smaller vines. You can start at a 75 or sorry, $77 league, or you can start in even a $35 uh, league if you want. Go check it out. You can Then you can, you know, as you win your leagues and you move up, you, you can jump into those 250s, those 500s, and, and, and higher even, uh, and end up in leagues with Dan and, and Austin like we talked about. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully this helped you out. Uh, we, we really enjoyed this draft. It's, you know, we focused on that one. Maybe we'll look at the 500s uh, on another episode, but... Check us out. Stay tuned for the Owners Lounge. Uh, we're going to try to drop these once a week, Dan, so we can uh, you know, stay active in our leagues and uh, keep you guys uh, informed. All right, guys. Check you all later. Go District, you know the Pope listens.
Dynasty, our religion, fought the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex? Send the homie a text? That trash offers the best? You try to make it complex? Then they text you back, now all of a sudden they don't make any sense? <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Bait them.